0: Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Katie Pointer-Bainey, Director of Government Affairs for the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Uh, before we get to Corbett versus uh, Hokel, Governor Kathy Hokel in New York, uh, Katie, uh, what's going on here with uh, these new zones?
1: Hey, good morning, David. Thanks for having me on to to talk about what's happening in New York. Um, Really some crazy things happening there, right? We're talking about a a post-Bruin environment in New York, right? The landmark Supreme Court decision, the New York State Rifle Pistol Association v. Bruin, ultimately invalidated a lot of New York law as it relates to concealed carry permits. So what the governor did, what the state legislature did is they – came into an emergency session and passed this Concealed Carry Improvement Act into law. Uh, it went into effect September 1st, so just last week, and there's some pretty incredibly egregious provisions in this bill, right? We are, we're talking about a requirement in this bill to prove good moral character before an individual can obtain a concealed carry license. I mean, clearly some blatantly unconstitutional and really problematic pieces of this
0: legislation. Well, I'm completely screwed then. I actually have my paperwork <laughs> here to go get my New York concealed carry. I figured I'd try, you know. It could be like uh, sure. fighting to get it after the Heller decision when it came to D.C. But, but all... In all seriousness, I mean, I've said no matter what case we win, even at the Supreme Court constitutionally, again, once again, standing up for the Constitution, that the left and the anti-gun crowd, whether they're left or otherwise, will not stop. They'll find a way to restrict rights. So now let's move to what's going on with the need for, I guess, the perfect social score in Corbett versus Hochul. Uh, What's going on here?
1: Right. So that that good moral character requirement, right? In order to determine if someone has good moral character, the state and issuing authorities, investigators, David, are planning on looking at your social media accounts. So we're talking about current and previous social media accounts up to three years prior and taking a peek to say, you know, what are they posting online? Do they have, are they demonstrating online good moral character in order to obtain a concealed carry permit? So that's really the basis of the Corbett v. Hochul lawsuit, because they're arguing that ultimately gun owners no longer have freedom of speech, and they no longer are able to post anonymously online, right? Investigators are able to take a look at this and Maybe give pause, depending on again this very discretionary and subjective requirement um, based on again social media posts. And not only that, David, they're going to go and they're going to interview neighbors, friends. I mean, they have the state has said this: you are required to provide character witnesses, up to four family, friends, neighbors, vouching for your ability to carry to carry a firearm. So. This is egregious. This is blatantly unconstitutional. And that's really the basis of this upcoming lawsuit. We're going to have a hearing uh, September 28th. Uh, you know, I think we're also likely to see additional lawsuits and, and a lot of ongoing debate about this bill.
0: So, you know, this social scoring, the idea that they're going to interview witnesses, you, you have to provide character witnesses. How – have they even given parameters like what's right, what's – not that there should be, what's right, what's wrong on social media? Like if they go to my social media account and I post something, I I don't know. I I mean, what do you post that's wrong?
1: I mean, outward threats
0: are already illegal, right? You know, things that – yeah child pornography is illegal on the internet outward threats against persons are already illegal what exactly are they looking for
1: right that's a great question david and ultimately we don't we don't know the answer when you look at the actual text of the bill they outline you know someone having a good temperament good judgment to be entrusted with a firearm not to endanger oneself or others but beyond that there are no parameters here i mean again this is completely discretionary and up to the investigators themselves taking a look at these social media posts. So
0: where do they, you've got a hearing on September 28th, where does this go next? What should people do? I mean, obviously they can go to to your website uh, for more information, but what else can they do?
1: Right, I think folks need to get involved in the political process here. If you are a gun owner in New York, you should be appalled by this sort of blatantly unconstitutional overreach, right? I mean, all the state is trying to do is really disincentivize and prohibit responsible gun owners from carrying a firearm. So they need to get involved. They need they need to speak out. The USCCA for saving lives has a political action committee that is really dedicated to trying to energize responsible gun owners and get them into the political process to really understand what's at stake, David. I mean, ultimately the second amendment is on the ballot in every election. What we're seeing in New York is very clear that folks need to get out and show that they're appalled at this. I mean, we haven't even got into the restricted areas versus the sensitive areas. The state is trying to blanket the entirety of New York as a quote-unquote gun-free zone in any kind of legal hoops that they can
0: so that's not a new strategy as you and I know over the years it's a, if you have a school and a church within 1500 feet i'm just using examples of things that have been done in the past by the time by the time you're done drawing the circles you can basically run through the alley come out on somebody's front yard and that's where it's where it's legal to to have to have a weapon but th- this idea with the gun free zone and i'm going to use times square I, I went through times square yesterday as a matter of fact in the bad old days, I could walk around just about any t- corner in Times Square and buy a gun. The bad people are going to come there. They're not going to put their guns away. I, I mean, are they going to? They're not going to put up uh, magnetometers uh, all around every entry point to Times Square. It's just not possible. So, you know, is this how? How do people fight back against this effectively? Does this case play into this to what extent? Uh, Or does there need to be a new approach?
1: Right. I think, like I had mentioned, there's going to be additional legal challenges, right? We talked about Corbett v. Hochul. There was a separate case that ultimately uh, Judge Sedeby had denied an injunction, you know, hours before the law was set to take effect. Um, But he essentially had determined that defendants had lacked standing in that case. But in his decision, he outlined very clearly that a lot of the provisions in this concealed carry improvement act bill, which again is a misnomer because it does nothing to improve concealed carry. All it does is restrict and prohibit concealed carry. But he outlined in his decision that there are very clearly some unconstitutional provisions in this bill. So I expect in the Corbett v. Hochul lawsuit that will move forward. Hopefully we get a favorable decision from there and, and likely we are going to see other ongoing lawsuits, I think in the interim, unfortunately, gun owners in New York are in a really tough position because they're going to have to go through and jump through these hoops that the state has outlined in order to get their concealed carry permit. Like I said, these sensitive versus restricted areas, these public places, restricted areas are effectively all private property unless you have express approval from the private property owner that you can carry there. I mean, again, it's it's hard to imagine any concealed carry holder not running afoul of this law just stepping outside their house in New York.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, they had one example. Uh, I think it was a restaurant in Times Square who had a sign up. We have to basically comply with this ridiculous law. If you're a law-abiding, uh, I think gun owner or something like that, you're certainly welcome here. The problem is, you get to walk down the sidewalk. Where the city can get involved here's a twist that no one's discussed that i know of former police officers i mean short of hey you know what i'm walking down 49th street crap i gotta go around times square so i need to walk up three blocks over two avenues get around Times square because i just want to get to ninth avenue And people are probably going, what is that? Just just trust me. It's how you get around (laughs) Times Square. It's a long walk. I mean, but what about former police officers, law enforcement, uh, many who for good reason, including they have put bad people away who do get out of jail and in New York that's even easier now, uh, need to carry their weapons or are legally allowed to carry their weapons. Are they not going to be able to walk through Times Square?
1: Right. That's right. I think it's a great point, David. It's another part of a host of issues and problems with this bill i mean again there isn't there isn't much good about this for for firearm owners
0: all right well i'll be watching closely always appreciate the work you do at uscca and uh yeah I, i'm sure i'll be hearing from a lot of retired nypd on this one i am I ever I yeah you will in.
1: I'm sure, David. And thanks. You know, like you had said, the USCCA really is a resource for all law-abiding gun owners. I'd encourage folks not only in New York, but across the country to go visit our USCCA concealed carry reciprocity map. We update that map with the gun laws state by state. We've talked a lot about New York. States all across the country are moving to restrict concealed carry and to really inhibit firearm owners. So that's an incredible Resource uh, for folks to go and, and check out those states' laws.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have paperwork to do today. <laughs> New York, New Jersey. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, national reciprocity, call it the a day. There we go. All right, Katie, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so
1: much for having me, David. Take care.
0: Katie Pointer Bainey, Director of Government Affairs for the USCCA, US com, and then their other website uscca saves org. you can join me live on the David Webb show Monday to Friday 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.